Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 7, incidental episode. Christopher Butcher. Welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Thank you very much indeed to everyone who's watching. We've got a whole bunch of people who are already in the uh, uh, the viewing and we've got into the blue mist already. Hello, folks. Too damn hot today. It is. It's blistering out there here in the UK as well. What can we do? It's summertime. And at this point, we should be meeting up and going out to conventions and stuff. But that is simply not the case. That is not the landscape we're in. Uh, and indeed, um, only a few weeks ago, uh, we... Uh, should have had lots of news coming out of Toronto for the Comic Art Festival, uh, which was going to be held on the 8th, 9th and 10th. But that was uh, an event that was, uh, yes, put to one side, um, along with many other events uh, out there. Uh, we are joined by Christopher Butcher, um, who I will leave to introduce himself, because uh, I, I, I know that you are involved uh, are, you, are, you, are you the creator of uh, TCAF, are you, or are you, are you, is it something you kind of got involved in down the line? Actually, I'm the uh, creator of TCAF, yeah. I co created yeah, with uh, Peter Berkamo, who runs The Beguiling Books and Art in Toronto, Canada. Uh, and we created it in, uh, two, the first event was 2003, and it was actually sort of created in a, uh, in a minivan driving down to another event, Small Press Expo, SPX in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, where we were like, we should be doing something like this in Toronto, Supporting Toronto cartoonists, and that was sort of the the, the germ of the idea of uh, TCAF, and it's grown into something pretty different since then. Well, I mean, it's not entirely surprising that um, something would have come out of that conversation, considering that Toronto does have such a huge creative pool uh, in in that town and, and in that whole area uh, of uh, comics and cartooning. Uh, so. Uh, it's not exactly surprising that um, a festival like uh, TCAF was uh, due to uh, be created. Uh, for, you, for yourself, what's, what's your kind of history when it comes to uh, your comics and your comic background? Because I, the first time I met you was at uh, Lakes Comic Art Festival, and you were the panel host for your roommate, uh, who happened to be Brian Lee O'Malley. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, um, which was one of the first videos I put up on my channel. Um, and so I know, I know I knew about that, that history, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about um, your own comics history. Um, so uh, I actually started working. Uh, I'm I'm a little old uh, for this, uh, but uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm I actually started working uh, professionally in comics when I was still in high school. Uh, I started coloring. I was one of the uh, we we had a big uh, computer lab at our school, and we could learn com like they had Photoshop installed. Photoshop. 3.5, I think, and then I remember we jumped to four. Um, I remember when that happened, uh, and uh, people I knew that just needed, I was like, I can pretty sure I can do this comic coloring thing, and people I knew who were working in the small press, who were self-publishing, and then who eventually got uh, gigs at Image, uh, needed colorists. They didn't know that was a skill set that no one had at the time, so I started coloring comics in my last year of high school, and then uh, sort of kept going... Uh, Afterwards, I didn't end up going uh, to post-secondary because I was working in comics, which is kind of what I wanted to do. <clears throat> um, I got into, at that point, I guess, uh, 
I did some desktop design and graphic, or what we called it desktop design, graphic design for uh, for, gra for comics and graphic novels as well. Um, series like Avengers of Evil and Malice and Siren for Image and uh, Go Girl, and then a bunch of indie stuff. Um, I ended up meeting a lot of people uh, in the local community too. I used to do mini comics and go to conventions, so I've, I've been behind the table quite a bit. Um, Flash forward, uh, I wrote about comics for a really long time on a site called Pop Image, P-O-P-I-M-A-G-E. I don't think that's still up right now. Uh, it's not. But, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I miss some of those articles, but I ended up working there with a lot of people who are, uh, you know, comics pros now. Um, people like Anthony Johnston from uh, Coldest City, which is uh, Atomic Blonde, and uh, uh, Alistair, and, and Andrew, and, uh, you know, Ed, and Scott. Anyway, it was, it was a good time. Uh, and it's ups and downs anyway. And uh, from there, it was just uh, being a part of the industry on the Warren Ellis Forum and on uh, news groups on um, new, uh, Usenet and things like that. You just get to know people from being around so long. So when the time came where I was like talking to Peter, who was very much in the arts and indie side of comic stuff in Toronto, whereas I was sort of more in that middle ground that is sort of occupied by Image and Oni and you know, uh, those kind of publishers, even Marvel and DC to some extent. It yeah. was like, let's put together a show of local people. And for that first year, it went from the most indie, most arty, you know, sort of stuff, the the like mini comics and the drawn on quarterly and the, the fanographics and, you know, black eye to an extent, all the way to people who were doing work for Marvel and DC in that first year. And that really set the tone. At TCAF, we're really pro creator and pro comics uh, and, really pro owning your own comics <laughs> is is sort of the the highest tier so work for hire is we have a more complicated relationship with but yeah that's that's me like that's the i mean i grew up out of reading comics into making comics into talking about them and eventually sort of shepherding a convention around them uh what we call it a festival for what it's worth well uh, i mean the, that was going to be my next uh, question because when it comes to uh, tcaf when i read about it um it very much seems to be uh, modeled on uh, the european kind of style of festival like anglomé and and that real sense of like you say very much focusing on the creator rather than the, the publishers it's very much about the uh, the people um, at the, the front line of putting comics together yeah that's actually been a, a tough go sometimes because uh, it's not how things generally operate in north america yeah. where we're putting creators first and we don't necessarily need or want um publisher involvement a lot of the time uh it's it, it becomes and it's not out of you know dislike of the publisher it's more just about like we're focusing on this specific thing right now it becomes more of an issue it becomes a little bit more difficult um but that said i think it has helped sort of fly the flag uh, for creators in a really good way for the last little while uh i and i'm by that i mean it's we're doing this and at the end of the day the whole industry is only exists because of the people who make the comics like that sure. You know, the, the IP that Marvel and DC have, yeah, that's going to exist without people to, you know, make comics about them, but it's not going to exist in comics. So as long as we're going to exist in a comics space, let's make sure that the people who are actually making the comics are, we tried it as much as we can to put them at the forefront of what we're doing. And uh, it is, you know, an idea that's catching on, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we've been doing this, this, this TCAF 2020 would have been our 17th year. Uh, and so there's been a lot of shows that have sprung up that have emailed us to let us know that, you know, we wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for you, or we're pattering very heavily after you. I hope that's okay. And it, it is. It's always okay, as long as it's really about reducing barriers to the industry, which we love. 
When it comes to how the uh, the show has grown over the years, like I say, seventeen years. I mean, what were the kind of attendance of that first one? And oh, like six hundred. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've grown from about six hundred to twenty-five thousand, uh, which is a, a pretty good bell curve. But even then, we hit that a number of years ago. And our venue, uh, which is it's in. Um, Currently held in a Toronto Reference Library, which is a really beautiful open air sort of atrium space. Uh, that's just the capacity. Like we we hit capacity Saturday morning at about eleven o'clock and stay that way through the weekend. So uh, <laughs> it's the show can't get bigger right now without the ways we've been increasing it. Actually, have been to add additional offsite venues. So it is even more like a European festival in that regard, where it's not just one convention center building, it's lots of little events yeah. and things like that, and walking through the neighborhood, uh, walking through the city in some cases. Well, but, I mean, for myself, I learned about TCAF when you partnered with uh, the Lakes International Comic Art Festival, which did model itself very much on Anglomay uh, in that regard, in the, uh, the whole idea of turning the whole town into uh, the festival space. Um, so when I learned about the partnership, I, I learned more about uh, TCAF. And yeah, you, you, you learn that that's very much that kind of sense of uh, getting a community involved in uh, uh, putting the uh, the show together. Um, if I, I really don't want to talk, well, I do want to talk about TCAF, but I don't want to rub salt in the wound because obviously the show isn't going ahead this year. It hasn't gone ahead. But, yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about the highlights. Uh, I mean, for yourself, uh, over the course of those uh, 17 years, uh, what would have been 17 years, um, highlights for yourself uh, of uh, guests that have been coming to the show? How about, can you give me 10 seconds to think about it while I surreptitiously <laughs> blow my nose off camera? Is that all right? Uh, I'll tell you what, I will go to full screen to me. All right. There you go. And you can blow, <laughs> blow your nose to your heart's content. And you can also have a bit of a think as well. Um, but uh, yes, you should always know where your towel is. Um, <laughs> but he shall return. Um, hello, Dark Stitch from uh, Dark Stitch San Diego. Welcome along. Um, I think he's going to find a, a tissue at this point, which is okay. Um, but so we've got Mark Jackson who's joined us as well. Uh, thank you very much indeed. If you do have any questions for uh, Christopher, do jump in. Uh, we'll try and cover them as, as much as we can on the feed. If you have any uh, questions, do uh, let us know. Right. Okay. So you've had your time. That was that was your that was your okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was your that was your phone a friend moment. Yeah. Go, go for it. So back to it. Yeah. TCAF um, seventeen years highlights. I think um, there was a year a couple of years ago where we were uh, we've been in the we've been in the library since two thousand and nine, but the library immediately started renovations. So every year for the first few years of TCAF. Uh, we were moving into new spaces or spaces that we've been used has been taken away and like destroyed in order to be rebuilt or you know whatnot and I think it was 2014 or 2015 was the first year that I felt like every maybe 16 even every single thing that we were doing hit like it hit the way I wanted it to hit the way that the team wanted it to and the exhibitors the people that were involved were just thrilled uh, it was the first time where it was like this is exactly what I saw, uh, and it was nice. I've been going through um, <clears throat> because TCAP's been canceled, as you know, we all know. Yeah. I've been going through videos that have been produced by uh, the, by media. We've been putting up on our our very new, very small <laughs> YouTube channel, which is Toronto <laughs> Comics, and uh, it's um, there's a there's a national TV network that would come and do an, an article, a, a video article on TCAP every year, and I've been watching those and just seeing the festival grow and seeing how people talk about it. 
uh, and that 2015 2016 year was just like yeah that was the good one uh it was it was pretty incredible actually so i guess that was the highlight for me was as a as a festival organizer as a showrunner just having everything hit exactly the way it's supposed to minimal problems greatest happiness out of the people who were attending and obviously the creators who were exhibiting yeah for me that was that's probably the biggest highlight uh, although there's you know i've gotten to meet every creator i've ever almost every creator i've wanted to meet i've gotten to travel the world because of tcaf as we yeah. sort of spread the message you know not just you know to lakes which is which is great beautiful and a, a good great show uh, but like we get to go to germany which is also i never thought i'd get to see in my young life <clears throat> we're doing stuff in japan we're doing stuff with colombia and chile uh we're doing stuff all over the world now and uh trying to promote canadian creators um trying to you know give this idea of of, of festival running and the arts and making it free and accessible you know it's uh it's all highlights uh <laughs> when i'm on an interview it's the lowlights come <laughs> you know at darker times of the day but uh yeah it's all highlights right now well, I mean, we'll we'll get into those in a second because yeah, let's uh, let's cover why uh, the 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 main reason why you're here. But first things first, uh, a quick question, just as a diversion uh, into the Blue Mist. Toronto is is an amazing city. Is the Hairy Tarantula on Yonge Street still there? Uh, just to clarify for everyone who's watching, it is a comic ship, a comic book shop. <laughs> to clarify, yeah, the Hairy Tarantula is it still there? The Hairy T is it uh, is affectionately known as not still on Yonge Street. I'm sad to say. It's uh, it did close and then I think it reopened. Well, sorry, I know it reopened really, really far north, still on Young Street. Young Street is the longest street in the world in wow. Toronto. Who knew? Uh, but yeah, it, it opened really, really far north on Young Street. And I don't know that that is still open because of the COVID situation. But weirdly enough, Silver Snail, which is another Toronto uh, shop institution, uh, moved like seven doors down from Young Street on the other side of the street. Uh, when they had the same real estate problems that everyone in Toronto has, which is their landlord sold to have it torn down to make condos. Uh, <laughs> so that was a little strange where uh, suddenly there was like six shops on Young Street for like a very window, a narrow window of time. And then it all it all changed right away, too. But uh, including ours, including Page and Panel actually is on Young Street now, too. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's uh, let's get into it then, because. Um, I mean, the, the, like I said at the at the top of uh, the show, the show, the uh, the festival itself was due to take place on that weekend. The, uh, the thing, it's first weekend of the month, um, and obviously the decision to cancel. I, I can imagine that uh, took place rather early on because it was obviously we right in, that was right in the middle of the kind of the what we consider the peak at the moment of uh, the uh, the pandemic. Um, so I, I can imagine that decision was relatively easy to, well, not easy to make, but you know, it was re understandable to make at, at that time. So I was actually out in Portland in uh, February. I'm actually, um, one of the other things I'm doing right now is I'm uh, editing um, uh, a graphic novel for, or graphic novel series for Oni, and it's uh, Akewood. It's a very, it's an awesome, uh, but also very popular uh, online comic strip. And I was in Portland in February, and we were making plans for Emerald City, and uh, because there was going to be some debuts and some announcements and some panels there. And Emerald City is much earlier on the calendar than TCAP. Yeah. <clears throat> we were talking about like the plans, and it was like, well, what about this this coronavirus thing that this we're hearing, that we keep hearing about on the news? Yeah. Should we have a contingency plan? It's like, well, obviously we're not going to send anybody if it's you know unsafe and we'll wait and take our lead from Emerald City. And that really put the bug 
in my ear about, you know, thinking like, is this going to be a situation that's taken care of by May? And then it, for us, it was really just about like, at the end of the day, we run comic festivals. We're not health officials. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a pandemic response team. We have to take our lead from, you know, the, the experts. That's what this is all about. Uh, that's why we have experts. Uh, so we listened to the city. We listened to public health. And we went from gatherings are still okay, increased sanitation measures and, and disinfecting to, uh, I don't think you should do this, to literally no. And we called it pretty early compared to our compatriots, uh, pretty far out, um, because we realized that this was getting bigger than us, um, much, much bigger than us. And it, I mean, we're all in it right now. We can see that. Uh, and we were having conversations with other festivals uh, to see what they were doing. We were having conversations with uh, the, the big anime convention that we work with and a couple of other things. And we were watching to see what the what the, the situation was. But yeah, we canceled and we canceled it um, at pretty great risk to our, ourselves. Uh, we had signed contracts with lots of vendors, with hotels, with venues. Um, but we still had to cancel. And so in doing so, we took on an enormous uh, financial risk and burden, um, which was not a fun time uh, to suddenly be like, do we owe more money than we could possibly make uh, <laughs> over the next year without TCAF happening now that we've canceled? Uh, and luckily, we've been able to work hard and sort it out uh, for the most part, but there was still like, you know, some costs, there's still things that we paid for and people that we were, we paid and we're happy to pay, um, that none of that money's coming back in. Yeah. So, uh, and not only that, but, uh, you know, for us, at pay, we have a, a festival shop in addition to running the festival one time here, we have a festival shop that runs all year. It's called page and panel. Uh, here you can see it's fundraiser. Um, it's not just, <laughs> it's not just, uh, we've been closed for, you know, two and a half months and soon to be three, and we're not, there's no money coming in, but uh, for us, like TCAF is second Christmas. Christmas is the busiest retail weekend of the year and the weekends leading up to it for the most part. In May, between Free Comic Book Day, which I think every single comic book retailer felt the absence of Free Comic Book Day this year, yeah. to TCAF, which is our Christmas, uh, that's just tremendous loss of revenue, even if you're not putting out a ton of money. So for us, we looked at the numbers and like, what's the bare minimum amount of money we need to just bridge things that, because we realize we're doing this fundraiser because we need to. We're doing this fundraiser because we're trying to bridge this, this difficult situation that we just could not account for. So we asked for as little money as we possibly could because we realized there's so many important asks coming out right now. There are so many things that are, I mean, frankly, more important than comic book conventions. But at the end of the day, I think there are people that want to see institutions continue. And so supporting yeah. that financially is important. So this is the TCAF fundraiser. And we are yeah, absolutely. Very, very near to our goal. At uh, Yeah. It's, 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 it's done. It, I mean, as a, a fundraiser goes, I mean, it's gone very well. I mean, it, it shows yeah. a, a lot. It represents a lot about the, the, the love that people have for the festival but also for the uh, the shop itself uh i mean i mean i'm looking at the uh the, it's in dollars twenty thousand target eighteen and a half thousand raised so i mean it's not uh, uh, do we have uh a, it's gofundme so we don't actually have a a date do we it's not like a there's a not a closure to it we're thinking about june 1st i think right I think this has been going for a while people have been very supportive we're looking at maybe bringing it to an end this this weekend uh just you know i think we're going to hit that goal people like we've done i think over 
$2,000 already this week, people are seeing that it's reaching its end. And that's Canadian for what that's worth. So in American, that's something like $15,000 right now. It's awful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's just, yeah, we we want to make sure that uh, we have some continuity in, in running this business. Uh, we want to support, like, we want to continue to support the people that have supported us. Um, and we're looking at ways to actually make this safe and make this easy to return to. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It really is. Retail is tough all over right now. Our, the venue, we're just... This, our, our store is actually in Toronto Reference Library, which has been ordered closed by the yeah. local government. So even our building is closed. So even if we were open, I don't know, our traffic would probably be at about 5% of what it normally is. Well, that was, that was going to be what I was going to ask. I mean, we've literally, I mean, we've just come from watching the, uh, the UK Prime Minister make his uh, announcement of uh, soft opening uh, here in the UK, and I was yeah. going to ask what the, uh, the the procedure is or what it's currently like in, in Canada. Uh, what they're talking about is over the course of the next week and a half, um, they're going to be opening up stores for uh, or non-essential stores for retail and finally getting some kind of uh, businesses back up into speed. But that's going to be doubly difficult for yourself. Like you say, it's, it's within a um, – it's in a, a library. It's in one of the uh, the town – buildings it's it's kind of tied in with the infrastructure of that uh, building so yeah it's it is tough and toronto uh ontario is going ontario is the province in which toronto resides uh <laughs> toronto and ontario are, are going through a similar soft opening right now right and it even though canada is in a different i think place than a lot of places in the world in terms of its covid 19 response and the infection rates and things like that it's still it seems premature to me, and I think it's only opening due to business reasons, due to the fact that the government isn't interested in supporting small businesses in a continuing way like this. Like, if they can do a soft open and then move to a full open while people social distance, then they don't necessarily need to keep paying out uh, the unemployment benefits or, you know, the, the, the small business yeah. benefits and things like that. And that's kind of a crappy <laughs> reason to reopen things. You kind of want to reopen things because it's health, like people are healthy and people are safe. Yeah. So we've taken the step right now that we are not going to open the doors until, you know, things are fully in remission and and the cases are going down. And it's not where we're at right now. We're, we've leveled off just barely. We're expecting another spike next week because of some dumb stuff. Uh, yeah, it just is. It is what it is. And it's, it's a hard thing to manage. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want to stay safe and healthy. We want our eventual employees when they come back to stay safe and healthy. So yeah that's it's yeah because uh, we had um jared from okay comics uh here yeah. in leeds uh on the show about a week and a half ago and he was um slightly positive well he was positive he was very enthusiastic about getting books back out um he was uh doing a lot of mail order stuff and he was um very much looking at um uh, stock finally coming back into the into the building um being in the the library have staff been able to go in uh, to uh, to page and panel and actually continue that kind of um, uh, mail order uh, service. Or how how constrained has the the store been uh, during this the pandemic? So page and panel has an exterior entrance uh, right, okay. in addition to the entrance through the library. So we've actually been able to um, still access the store. The uh, our partner store, which is the Beguiling, which is one of our sponsors, um, moved really quickly and put a full. Uh, bookstore online, and they've actually been shipping books to people and service serving people in Toronto. It's it's pretty amazing, I gotta say. Uh, they've really been putting work out like like material out there, and they're really excited that there's new 
Weekly Diamond Comics coming back in as well. Uh, but they aren't allowing people in the store either, <laughs> frankly. Uh, they're doing curbside pickup. They're doing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, delivery. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, I think we all have to make decisions for ourselves about what is or isn't sure. the best thing to do right now. And here in Toronto, it feels very much like this is not really over, uh, and no matter how bad people want it to be over. So uh, we are doing, yeah, so Patreon panel is now open. If you go to tcafshop, T-C-A-F-S-H-O-P.com, uh, we are adding stuff that doesn't overlap too badly with what The Beguiling is already doing that is from our stock right now. And we are receiving new stock. We just put up a bunch of new stuff. Um, so tcafshop.com. And uh, yeah, we're doing local mail order, international mail order. You can come and pick up your stuff at the store. We're open uh, currently Wednesday to Saturday, and I think it's going to go to Tuesday to Saturday uh, next week. Um, yeah, it's we're trying to do everything we can that still maintains effective social distancing and doesn't put people at risk, either us or our customers or you know our staff. Uh, and that's actually been a huge boom. We opened that in the last couple of weeks, and you know we're really unbelievably grateful that anyone has donated to the the shop and the the, the GoFundMe and things like that. But I think a lot of people are just also happy to support us by making purchases um, through the through the online store, which is. You don't really see those those revenues in, in in the GoFundMe, which is you know probably good, uh, and it's people have been really supportive there as well. People have reached out and been really supportive to us, you know, personally and done. And people are like, ah, I really don't like GoFundMe for X, Y, or Z reason, and they <laughs> some money or they like it's it's unbelievable actually the number of people that have supported us. And actually, we did have uh, we and then yesterday we launched even something new. Um, TCAF is still going in a lot of capacities. Maybe we should talk about, so the TCAF 2020 hashtag, uh, we uh, quickly tried to move as much as we could online uh, as we watched and saw and waited and tried to just see what was going to go, what was going to happen. Um, and uh, it, it's been kind of working. Um, so we have this uh, hashtag called TCAF 2020 and basically been posting material related to the people who would have, the, the, the creators and the publishers who would have exhibited it at the show. Uh, and it's it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, podcasts and video casts like this. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I saw the uh, the Erica Henson uh, one from yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, that was actually uh, we did a lot of fun. The Squirrel Girl uh, panel with with Erica Henderson and Ryan North and uh, Derek Charm and Will Moss. Um, so we did a panel there as part of the TCAF at 2020 hashtag, but we also did this tweet storm on the weekend of, I know tweet storms are perhaps a little passe now, but we did this tweet storm on the weekend of TCAF, May 8th, 9th, and 10th, and we actually got TCAF 2020 uh, trending in Canada. Uh, it was like nice. top three in Toronto and then number eight in Canada or something like that, and it was just like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> cool. uh, people are still paying attention, and it was creators posting in that tag, talking about their work that they would have had at the festival or their online shops and things like that, which is the most important to me. But also, um, there were so many people that had attended TCAF that were like, oh, TCAF 2020, we're sorry it can't happen this year, but I remember this awesome thing that I got to do because of TCAF or this creator that I met or you know, meeting my friends every year, just walking the aisles. People sharing really positive memories. Uh, what could have been a really downer weekend, the weekend that TCAP was supposed to happen, ended up being really lovely for a lot of us who work on the festival to see all these positive, wonderful feelings about the, the show uh, be spoken about was was really quite nice. Um, and you know, 
everyone talking about it and using that hashtag also kind of raised awareness of the creators that were in the threads. So that was really good. And speaking of creators, I just uh, sent you a link right here. I was just about to bring it up on the screen. You, you see, we're, we're in Sikapasso, so I like <laughs> it. it's, it's good. Uh, yes, it's the uh, 2020 Digital Showcase. Um, oh, yes, uh, bring that up. Go see this gorgeous artwork. Yeah. Um, how that cool been one of these posters by uh, Shirahama Kamome. Kamome Shirahama, sorry. Japanese author who does a series called uh, Witch Hat Atelier from Kodansha. She did this amazing poster for us, and we're so thrilled. And we're, you've used it here for the cover of our uh, our digital showcase. It's a stunning piece of work. Uh, I mean, yeah, who doesn't love a dragon? I mean, come on. Um, but um, I'm, yeah, I mean, just uh, it's it's a hell of a book as well. I mean, four hundred thirty-two pages. It's uh, it's a nice weighty piece of uh, uh, text you've got uh, going on there, and um, some. Uh, yeah, some real. Uh, uh, so uh, also the fact that it is a case of you can pay what you want and what you feel um, that you want to donate, and I think that's uh, that, that, that the, the whole Gumroad infrastructure is a way that uh, to go ahead with the, putting that book together. Yeah, we um, we we were one of our uh, staffers, Dylan, was like, "What if we did a book?" And I remember the old SPX anthologies, and I have fond memories of them myself, but. They were also uh, a <clears throat> tremendous amount of work, really difficult uh, to sort of put together and to distribute, and not everyone loved them, and not everyone loved everyone. But the idea of doing a digital book, I think, um, that spun out of that was such a good such a good idea. This idea of basically going back to the TCAF exhibitors, the people who would have been there this year, and saying, hey, do you want us to, like, we're going to do this thing. All you need to do is send us three pieces of art and all of your links, so your store, your website, your social, and we'll, we'll compile it into a book. We'll put it out there for free. It's, it's zero dollars, but if people want to make donations, that's very kind of them. It's not necessary. Uh, and we came up with over 100 uh, exhibitors, over 100 creators, publishers, each submitting, you know, examples of their work. And uh, the feedback we've gotten, we released this just yesterday. You can go get it right now. Um, the feedback we've gotten has been amazing. It really is like browsing the aisles at TCAF and being like, oh, that's oh. interesting. Oh, that's not for me, but oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, oh, wow, what's this? Who's this person? And then going through and finding a new artist you love, that's that's what we wanted to do. That's what we're so excited about. Well, I mean, I, something that we've been talking about on the show for the last two, three, four weeks is the whole idea of the virtual con and how to connect um, that person who would usually be on the other side of the table uh, with the audience. And no convention has yet really nailed how to do that. Uh, uh, I mean, we've had WonderCon, which basically put its vendor list up and just stuck links in there, uh, which was one way of doing it. And then you had um, uh, Virtual Pop Expo, which had some kind of virtual app-based booth type thing. But there was, it was very difficult to make that real connection with the, the person or, or the creator on the other side and actually see what their work's about. This is a way of actually seeing in front of you uh, and scrolling through and like you say having that virtual space uh, that real kind of uh, um that showcase of uh, the creative talent i think it's really think it's really cool you know I think for us, it's, it's really cool. always been about making the festival free uh, and making all of the programming free to reduce those barriers to let it you know let people explore things and not worry that they have to like pay to, to be a part of it <clears throat> and that's like the baseline that we try to operate at now and uh, if you go to our website, torontocomics.com, you can still see that sort of virtual marketplace with all the vendors are online, all their links are there, and there is work similar to this, pages and things like that. But browsing a website, 
going through, you know, that like it's we need to make it easy. We it can't just be sure. there because there's so much free content. Like the number one thing that the quarantine has driven home for me is like, my God, I've got a lot of free video games I've been given and books <laughs> in my life that I haven't read. And like just like there's so and then the digital content, there's so much out there. Free is good. Don't get me wrong. Free is is great, but we also have to make it easy. Uh, yeah. And so, sure, browsing through hundreds of pages of a website uh, is possible and easy and, and free, but it's not easy. Putting it all in one book that people can literally just hit one button to to go through and see the whole thing, and then click if they want to do more. That's that's a little easier, and I think people have been really responding to it because of that. So yeah, it's four hundred plus pages of of exciting, unique interesting comics, links to other stuff. Uh, it's free. It's 100 megs, which is 130 megs, which is big. But uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing where I'm really I'm really excited that this is out there right now because it gives us a chance to be like, just keep banging the drum for like, hey, these artists, these creators, these, these people need your support right now if you can offer it. Uh, check out their work. If you like it, follow them. Um, and that's, I think, one of the things that TCAV does best. And it's one of the things that I hope that is going to be a guiding principle for how we decide to move forward is how can we keep centering creators, uh, but keeping it safe, keeping it so that it, it is financially, uh, you know, lessen the impact of attending and increase the amount of sales that you're likely to do to make being there important. I would love more, honestly, if we're talking conventions, I'd love more conventions to keep those things in mind. Uh, sure. If they can, it's just like, if we can, if you can keep, keep it, if you can keep it more economical uh, for creators, that's awesome because that money just goes back. Like creators love nothing more than buying other shit. Like that's like the, every dollar that we don't. It's the same thing at the, the, the admission fees. Every dollar we don't take out of someone's pocket at the door goes into a creator's pocket. So that's why the festival's free. It was like year. I think first year was pay what you can or five bucks, and then in two thousand three, and then ever then since then it's been free. And it's just yeah, it's it is what we are hoping to do uh, is to just be like, hey, what are ways that we can we can up uh, everyone's sales and re reduce everyone's costs? And it's not always possible, but, uh, you know, something like this is, is, a, is a good start, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think that's certainly what we, whenever I've spoken to anyone about TCAF and uh, what you're doing with the, the festival, it, that's, it's definitely that uh, vibe of just folding back into uh, the creative talent and yeah it just it, it comes out with what you do and the, the fact that uh, people have wanted to donate to uh, uh, artwork to this uh, the the, uh, the the piece uh, to the digital showcase that's the link on the screen by the way everybody if you do want to head to it gumroad.com slash l slash l <laughs> listen i'm not going to read it all out that's, right. the, that's the link right there <laughs> <laughs> it's there on gumroad uh, there you go but also, I am going to put this up on screen as well, because this is, um, uh, as well, the GoFundMe for Page and Panel. Um, I really would heartily recommend uh, supporting uh, any comic book shop um, that's yeah. um, finding itself in these dire times, because um, we had uh, um, a couple of guests on yesterday. We were talking about this throughout the course of the last couple of months, and just the idea of uh, comic book shops that will... F unfortunately and inevitably fall by the wayside uh, throughout the course of this it's uh, disheartening um we've got a good friend uh, matt dunford uh, who went to uh, the last day of uh, san diego comics yesterday it's it's heartbreaking so any way that we can support any way that we can help um the uh, retailers 
uh, we absolutely will. Uh, so that's the reason why I wanted you to come on, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you so much. So kind of you to say. And yeah, um, whenever way, whatever way you can. Uh, I know people are not financially well off right now, uh, but uh, any way you can pay it forward, whether it's us, whether it's someone local, whether it's artists, whether it's you know some of the horrible, horrific violence that's happening against uh, people of color, black people yeah. in, in America right now, like pay it forward if you can, uh, because now is the time when people need it the most. Yeah, all absolutely, absolutely. Christopher, thank you so much indeed for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I think I suggested if possible, we could get you on to as a kind of like a, a more of a profile uh, about you and get you on a, a future episode, talk about your comics, your favorite um, stuff that you've been reading throughout the pandemic. Um, just what you've, uh, you know, just stuff that you've been, oh, there you go. Hang on. Let me oh, just go, yeah. let's go full screen on this sucker. Come on. This is, my, uh, this is my favorite right now. It's ping pong. Oh, nice. uh, it's about ping pong, but it's about much more than that. Uh, <laughs> from Biz, volume one just came out. It's fantastic. Excellent stuff. I've been going through uh, Trigon Empire again. Okay. That's that's just just uh, it's it, it's kind of like comfort food, <laughs> but it's what I've been uh, rereading. So there we go. Excellent awesome. stuff. Well, thank you so much for having me. Listen, Christopher, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Excellent stuff. Once again, let's stick that um, link back up on the screen. GoFundMe.com slash F slash page dash and dash panel. Do go support. It's the final couple of days. Like I say, he's going to be uh, bringing the GoFundMe to a close after the weekend. But any way that we can reach them over the line of that 20,000, we'd love to uh, have that happen. So there you go. That's been our uh, incidental show. Thank you so much indeed for Chris for coming on. Um, we are hopefully going to be getting another um, crowdfunding effort uh, on a show tomorrow. Um, but we're waiting on an email, waiting for him to get back to us. Uh, fingers crossed that we'll be uh, speaking to someone. If not, we're definitely going to be back on uh, Sunday. Uh, we're going to uh, just uh, bring this up on screen because we have ourselves uh, some uh, great guests coming up uh, very shortly indeed when it comes to uh, creators here in the UK. Uh, our last show of the month is going to be Robin Jones and Mark Jackson. Robin Jones, of course, uh, is an award-winning uh, cartoonist here in the UK. Mark Jackson is uh, not only a cartoonist, but is very much somebody who is looking forward to bringing in the next generation of readers with uh, some great uh, children's cartoons. But he's also the organizer of Mac Pow. So two great guests. We're going to have them on the show. Uh, I think we'll actually have them both on at the same time and have a bit of a conversation about um, how the UK uh, creative uh, team, especially the independent creators, have been uh, putting together uh, and surviving uh, throughout the course of the, uh, the pandemic. So that's going to be a cool show. That's going to be uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT with Robin Jones and Mark Jackson. And like I say, we are putting together our list for uh, next month. We have got ourselves Louise Saul and freshly addition uh, to the uh, the lineup, Dave Taylor, who is a comic artist. Uh, he wants to come on and talk about what he's been up to. So we're going to have those two. Louise Saul, by the way, is a writer. Uh, and also a cosplayer. So she's going to be talking about uh, cosplay uh, in the uh, age of pandemic. I'm going to get into a, a whole bunch of stuff about uh, certainly the the shows that uh, she hasn't been able to go to and how cosplayers uh, are going to be uh, looking to uh, return to uh, some kind of normality 
post-pandemic. Sunday, the 7th of uh, June, I'm looking forward to talking to Fred Van Lente, uh, a very, very cool guy. Uh, and um, certainly the last time I spoke to him was when he was just releasing his book, uh, The Con Artist, looking forward to talking to him, but also Tina Gann as well, uh, who uh, is an old friend of the show. It's going to be great to have her back on. A, she's a youngish old friend of the show, but you get the idea. Red Dot Diva is going to be joining us on Sunday, the 7th of June. Wednesday the 10th, uh, we're going to be having Alex Packnadel uh, going on, uh, somebody who I've been a huge advocate for for some time. Uh, basically, if you can, how can I put this without really building this up? The next Kieran Gillen? I'd say he's uh, he's possibly up there. He's a guy that is, uh, when it comes to world building and um, when it comes to incredible storytelling, Alex Packnadel is definitely a st on the star on the rise. So definitely looking forward to him uh, talking to him. Now, uh, something that uh, came off the back of uh, Wednesday's show, which was our chat with uh, um, Russ Burlingame and Mike Avelia. Uh, basically, everyone in really enjoyed that show. <laughs> and uh, basically, they turned around and said, is there any chance we can get those two back? We are going to do our best to get them back on Sunday, the 28th of June. I'm not going to make it a regular sun last Sunday of the month show thing but I wouldn't complain if it happened. Let's put it that way. Two great guys. It'd be good to have them back on the show, but we're looking at getting them on Sunday, the 28th of June. Let's look at those other four dates then. Let's see if we can get some uh, guests on, and that's down to you. Get back to me. Uh, tweet me at EnglishmanSDCC. Uh, let me know if there's anyone that you want us to get on the show, and, of course, any way that we can get them on and uh, talk cons and talk comics, we'll do our best. Thank you, Mission D, for watching. Take care. Keep your eyes open. Make sure you've subscribed. Make sure you hit the like button on the uh, on the button as well. Make sure you hit notifications because we may have another additional episode tomorrow on Talking Con, a cup of tea with Englishman in San Diego. For myself, Leonard, take care and enjoy the rest of your night.